Welcome, everybody, to Plashat Valorant, episode 148. We're in a silly mood today, maybe. I'm going back and forth between silly and serious, and we're going we're gonna to dive into all that later. Now, if you're a video watcher, you'll notice that we're all actually wearing black right now. We've shown up for the Overwatch League funeral. Our <laughs> condolences to the League, of course. Stole Mimi's joke from before the show started. Cha-ching, cashing another big <laughs> W for myself. And also, the most family-friendly gaming show in the nation, possibly the globe. We don't curse. We don't say naughty things. Your children can watch. Your Christian grandmother can watch. Everybody can watch Platchat. Josh, you've been on vacation. Where, 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 what have you been doing? Where, where have you been living this soft life at, huh? Wales? Um, I actually kind of close to Wales. Yeah, I went down <laughs> I to it. I went down I to Devon in the southwest. <laughs> no, I went down to I, I I just unplugged for a while. You know, I was just too too into all of the internet stuff. So I queued up a bunch of YouTube videos and uh, was constantly making I don't know changes to stuff and uh, keeping in touch with people via the internet and barely went outside. Yeah, um, it was here. I had bunch of I had like scones with with cream and jam on them and stuff. It was great. That, so that, that scones, delicious scones. Yeah, scones. That's, they're like they're like biscuits. I know what a, I know what a scone is, but that's so British. Yeah. It's tragic. Well, saying scone. Yeah. So, every once in a while, I just scone. every once in a while I just remember you're British, and I'm just a little disappointed. It's not myself. just about being British. It's the the posh people in Britain say scone. They're like, oh, hey, oh, would you mind giving me a bit of the cream cheese on the scone? Uh, that that's just the you're just speaking like a middle class, upper class, southern brick is basically what you've gone for. <laughs> that's my dream job. Is brick safe? Can we say that? Can yeah, say that's fine. That's fine. You're not going to get demonetized for a bit of prick. Like, I'm, uh, <laughs> what happens if you ran into a thorn bush and you were like, oh, well, no, the prick got me. I've been pricked. <laughs> so that's it, Josh. You went to Wales. You had scones. And now you're back. Yeah, it really wasn't that eventful. <laughs> I, just, I just went down south for a while, and now I'm back living the exact same life. I went out playing tennis earlier. I'm playing badminton after this. Played pot I went and did some more pottery stuff. I'm just doing my own little, you know, living my little Such hobbit life, honestly. Yeah, no, I, you're doing your pottery? I like that. I like, what's, I, li I like where you're taking it. I like the new Josh. <sighs> In some ways. I don't like what? Oh, speaking of demonetization, demonetization, easy for me to say. Dem demonization. Demonetization, like check this out. It might be worth it. We just want to give a very special wish to one of our guests today. It's Mimi's mm. birthday, and we wanted to play this video and potentially get demonetized. <laughs> Is this going to demonetize us? Yeah, no, this is great. Happy birthday, Mimi. Thank you, Spider Man. I love Spider Man. I love when he walks. This is awesome. Look, look at how unbelievably jacked the kid is in this. Like, it's the little it's kid's like birthday. What? Yeah, what? The tall Spider Man oh, yeah, is lanky. Dude, look if at those bunnies. If you skip it forward to like 40 seconds as well, the beat drops. <laughs> I'm going to be. Dude, the. <laughs> The, the dad There's Spider Man no has oh, that Dream Hack off. 2015. Wait, can you guys do the dance? What? <laughs> the mom 
mom's I'm not gonna come. Actually. She's kind of not no, gonna come. No, not gonna we're come. all thinking it, but <laughs> no one's gonna say it. We're no, all we, we're gonna say it, Bala. No, yeah, no, no, we no. Just, I, we can't no, get monetized. This is this is a random person making this. Surely, this is apparently some kind. Of, well, I think it's. I can't tell what language it is, but at the, at the end, it's like got the actual kid's what? face just pops up that it was made for. That's it's got awesome. like 430k views though as well. And it's from years ago. That's amazing. He's an icon. The kid's probably about as old as you are now, Mimi. That's awesome. So it really is realistic. It feels like yeah. it was made for me. Uh, All right, so have you got anything good planned for your birthday? I'm going to have my first ever sip of Heineken 0.0. To understand what <laughs> a scent tastes like. That's my plan for this evening. Dude, that's a that's a great plan. I can't wait till we go to a man. Other than that, I'm gonna go to the DMV and get my license renewed. That is so that sounds really terrible. exciting. Fun. <laughs> All right. Fun is done because I have a bone to pick with one of you. One of you thinks that you can just mm, just you know put some. Put some serious negativity out in the universe and then just go on vacation, huh, Wilkinson? Uh, you think that you can just release a, a straight hit piece on one of my favorite <laughs> players and just go on vacation after? Like you didn't just drop a tactical nuke, huh? Is that, Josh, is that what you think? Because I wanted to have a nice week and I couldn't. And now you're here. And you're gonna answer for your crime. Don't don't sit there mouth agape. You're gonna answer for your crimes, Josh. <laughs> what do you have to say for yourself? Um, I did message Arden like the day before I released. Don't bring it. me into. Don't bring me into this. <laughs> I love Stan. No, 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 no. <laughs> I messaged Arden the day before, and I told him what had happened. Right, the night before I released the video. I had a dream that Sean Gares walked up to me and said, you know, Tens is really upset at that video that you posted. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck, man. Like, I know he's going through some shit. Like, I didn't mean for it to be, like, super negative. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, could you, could you pass on that? I don't mean it personally. And Sean's like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then I'm like, but Sean, how's he watched it? I haven't even published it yet. I was going to publish it tomorrow. And then I woke up and I was like, I'm in Devon in a fucking caravan, like, what have I done with my life? <laughs> what is going on right now? How am I getting bothered by this? In Devon. Yeah. So I, I, I just felt like I wanted to make a video that was a bit more like... I haven't done any VOD review videos on my channel yet. And I wanted to make like a 20-minute video. <laughs> and I, uh, guys, how long was the video again? Just for the record? Uh, yeah, I'm like an hour 20. An hour 20? <laughs> Yeah, but the hour. problem is if you just make it 20 minutes, then you're not putting everything in, and then it's like, people are like, oh, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, I was... A, I was uh, you've caused a butterfly effect of think pieces, Josh. That's all, Did you that, see the fucking email done. that I got? 
Did you see the email that, that me and Arden got tagged in after I said that oh, Tens dude. was a bit of a problem so on PlayChat before? I don't think I ever talked about this, but <laughs> somebody somebody literally emailed me and CC'd in Bala like he was my boss to like <laughs> dob me into my boss and was basically ranting and raving about how terrible of a person I am because I was like criticizing Tens. And this was like a couple of months ago. So I was like, okay, clearly if I'm getting a reputation for just being a Tens hater, I need to put some evidence out there of like why i think like this i'm not i'm not just not just hating on the dude i don't i don't dislike mm. him yeah josh i'm starting to think you have some kind of uh you know that scene from game of thrones where cersei's like walking through the city like shame 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 and they're throwing tomatoes at cersei i feel like i got so hard watching that yeah i exactly what? i was about to say you get off on that i know for a fact you were sitting there with a fucking stiffy watching oh. that scene because you just you have a shame thing you just no. you want all of japan to hate no. you you want all of the uh, who else hates you you want well all of the tense fans obviously who who the french hundred the, the french hundred thieves you just there's something. What the, where's the hundred thieves thing come from? Oh, uh, you were like the number one hundred thieves hater for years, Josh. That's well documented. <laughs> we all know it. Remember anybody else? Remember twenty twenty to twenty twenty two? Anyone? Yep, yep, yep. Every single Reddit post of our episodes. Why is Josh such a hater? Josh and Bala, hundred thieves haters constantly. You know, I actually always, remember. I was like, why am I attached to this? Why am Wait, I always attached to this guy? I don't get it, man. I don't know. He's pulling everyone's reputation down. I remember when Nate shot did a really nice thing for his team. He's such a nice guy. He gave them all a fresh, beautiful pair of Yeezys, and Josh said that they were the worst Yeezys he's ever seen, and that he hates 100 Thieves. <laughs> and I thought that was really fucked up, personally. I, I did not do that. I, at no point did I ever do that. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. So, all right, well, glad we got to the bottom of that. I mean, you just fessed up to it immediately, my, my theory. That wasn't so much yeah. theory. It was just a good estimation of reality, frankly. Um, I think two weeks ago, Bren was talking about how clout is an infection that's taken over the scene, and I, the, a bunch of a bunch of people have left comments of like, "Well, you've got to do them about other people now. You can't just leave it about tens." I'm like, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" Like, yeah. it, it took me like two weeks to do that video, and I don't just want to keep making them about more and more and more people. That is literally the cloutiest thing to do: is just try and reap the formula as many times as possible why sk rossi is not the current goat i like <laughs> i just leave me be <laughs> just yeah, wants to go to Dover. the pot guys just leave me be please <laughs> addicted non-stop pot stirrer <laughs> this guy man this guy all right let's uh take some more estimations of potential realities that we're going to be walking into what is going on with the new agent? Agent 24. What is... It's a duelist. Is it Reina 2? Is it Jet 2? Are there going to be all types of uh, new abilities? Is the game going to change? Any theories? Any thoughts? Do we have any have tangible information? Wilkinson has a theory. Yeah, I have a theory. So, I mean, we're all here gathered for the death of the Overwatch League, uh, as we should be, you know, quite <laughs> serene and proper. And some of those people, I mean, for example, proper, might end up coming over to play in Valorant, right? And I think this isn't a new agent. I think this is a leak that Architect, the old player for the San Francisco Shock, is coming over and is going to get baked. <laughs> his, his consciousness is going to get baked into the game, and we're just going to have waves of new people coming in. They're going to be called all sorts of silly things like Architect and Pineapple and the Prophet and Proper and 
profit again. <laughs> you, you watch it, it's happening. That's a good theory. My okay. theory? I'm waiting for if my, anyone else has any other thoughts my or any theory? other theories. Yeah. It's named Architect. There's an architect in the Matrix, but you know what else? where else there's an architect in? Myth. <laughs> Fortnite. Fortnite, exactly. We're getting <laughs> the Fortnite agent. You're going to be able to build stairs, walls, cones, roofs, cones. everything. You can edit through all of them. So you can box people like fishes finally, and you guys will understand what it means. And, uh, yeah. I actually think it, it will be a building agent. I think that's the future the kids want. The average 13-year-old. What do they not know how to do? Build a house. They need manual labor. They need jobs. Something future-proof. <laughs> Technology's going down this, down this fucking stream. We're going to have Y2K2 oh. coming up soon. And you know what they need to know how to do? Build. Valorant could teach that. The future is how, now. How when are you on the children need jobs train again? How yeah. are you again down the children <laughs> crave the mines? for building. Why do they play Fortnite if they don't want to build a house? We have a fucking housing crisis in this country. Let's put them to work. Let's fix it. <laughs> the only way we're going to densify Los Angeles is if the children help. They can save it. <laughs> also, agreed. So I, I think me, I think that was. I was trying to keep track. I think that was the first curse of the episode. No, it was oh, Josh. No. Josh no, 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 said no. fuck oh, twice. I I busted oh, in like what? the first three minutes. Yeah, oh, when he was dude. talking about Dover. Dude, I, De uh, Devon, not Dover. I didn't whatever go to the called. <laughs> Please, so I didn't Dover, go to the right? limestone the cliffs. Tourist destination, correct? It's Devon. Please. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I just hear Devin and I just like think of a guy who like lives. He's just like a stoner in the basement playing like <laughs> know, Elden Ring for his third playthrough. Why do I feel personally attacked? <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything I mean, else with the, uh, with, with the architect? What? I don't understand what this is. What this is, is this? A, That's apparently crazy. one of its like abilities. He's I don't gonna even have a hexagon. That's not a hexagon. Yeah, I mean, there's hexagons within it. You see, it's like made up of like multiple hexagons. It's uh, Mimi, what is a hexagon? Can you a please... six-sided shape. That's not six-sided. <laughs> Wait, how many sides does it? But doesn't it kind of look like each no, of the little wrong, little nubs is I, like part I of a hexagon? What you're going for. I would no, say Mimi's... that looks hexagonal. It's a hexagon if you're a free thinker. Yes. Look at it. it's like right, each little side is half. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. it's a trapezoid. Oh, it's a circle made up a of multiple trapezoid. trapezoids. Trapezoid isn't a half a hex hexagon. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, it is half a hexagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't it's, think its ability is going to be to confuse people in terms of how many sides the ability has. You have to I solve don't... a math problem, like a geometry problem, before you move past that ability. <laughs> you have to, it you just have to do a SAT proof. questions yeah. at you. <laughs> I think it is about sides because you could be editing out of one side of your box or the other side of your box. <laughs> I mean, it could be, too. by the way, I mean, for this, we're talking about, like, shapes. The audio listeners right now just open Spotify, and they're looking for a new podcast. What if this is, there's no way to, to break this down for the audio listeners at home. If there's a shape. Is this a like new cogs? map also that this is on, this picture? Where is this? This That's is like this, like, guess this map location split. game. Is it? I've no, never seen those little no, things on the, the right wall? before. I made that up. I mean, I play low settings, so maybe I'm trolling, but, like. I don't I recognize it. I don't know where that is. That we might be in Fortnite. Out. The real oh. new map, Sunset? I mean, it must be. Maybe? But I, I don't, don't know where, though. Where it, on yeah, Sunset? I mean, I feel like that's not like the motif. It's, it's probably, maybe? The maybe like deep listeners are throwing something. their AirPods out the window right now. No, Spawn is like a, a bike <laughs> shop. 
to bite her. <laughs> audio listeners, really, really try to visualize somewhere the way, on Sunset audio. that has sockets. There's audio attached to this. <laughs> where? Play the audio. I don't where? know. I don't, I don't know. Kurt, Val- make the audio happen. There's audio attached to this. Where is it? I don't know. Valor leaks? But Kurt, don't. I don't can complain. Make, actually, Kurt, make what do you the think audio. the audio Make looks- noises, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> I I wish I had um, That's what it sounds like. And it's like a, <laughs> Wait, um, actually. Finally something for that the audio listeners. That sounds pretty good. Kurt, if you okay, actual uh, never mind. Actually, don't pull it up. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Kurt, pull something up that uh, never mind. Don't pull it up. <laughs> uh, I don't know if there, is there and the, What about the picture? Did we, we didn't analyze the picture. Well, you always go on then. Do you want to analyze the picture? There's course, normally the some kind of oh more stuff God. inside the picture. Yeah. No, the other one, the other one where it's oh. where he's like got the he's got chopsticks and he's picking up a piece of Okay, fine. Now I'm going to ask Kurt to pull it up if we're analyzing this picture. Kurt, if you go to the Twitter of Uberchain, she did a crazy breakdown of this image that is oh, worth really? looking at. Yes. She Uber did Uberchain is a very much a law detective. She sleuth. Yeah, it was it's some lore activity. Um yeah, get on there and get scrolling. And guys, let's fill this dead air. <laughs> that that <laughs> jaw, Jaws yeah, Thanos is, is not it. Yeah, this but is you're, it. you're getting warmer. <laughs> you're on the right... <laughs> you're definitely on the right track. Just playing right hot or cold with the entirety of Twitter. <laughs> Just keep scrolling down Found your feed. You'll going. find it eventually. Okay, wait. So... Uh, Uruchan posted, I figured out that Twist Agent 24 is from Singapore. They're eating at Uncle Fong's, I can't pronounce, Hot Pot Chain. I don't know how to pronounce that without sounding like a dumbass American. Uh, it's very distinct, but the pot looks the same as Uncle Fong's pot. This was probably one of the reference photos the artist used. And then, uh, yeah, she attached wow. to, like, the Valorant image. And it's just the exact same image from an article on The Weekender. Hashtag Weekender Eat. <laughs> and so... <laughs> It's isn't just that, the, like, the exact city? same. Isn't uh, Chongqing, I don't know how to say it, isn't that like the biggest city in the world? I think what? it is. What? What? Isn't it? Am I trolling? Largest I'm city trolling. in China. Largest city, I mean, if it's the largest city in China, it probably like, is. Surely the it is, right? Largest but I think a lot of that is based off like the, the metropolitan area is like huge, what they consider it. If you pull up the Wikipedia and you look at the, the size of it, they're considering a massive area to be the biggest thing. Which is probably why the like municipality is the biggest in the world. Wow, that's like I don't know. It's it all comes down to semantics, but if you consider, I think the whole like metropolitan area, I think it is the biggest. How have we got onto this again? How how have I how love have we got onto this? Mimi's planning. It's Mimi's birthday. She can talk yeah. about metropolitan areas. <laughs> I get like but three. You have okay? a three-time metropolitan area quota. You've already said it twice, so use your last <laughs> metropolitan area okay. wisely, Mimi. All right, I'll save it for now. Thank you. Thank you. So how, sorry, if that is a Chinese city, how have we gone to Singapore? Because it's, it's Chongqing it's just, style. Yeah. It's like the style of hot pot, but it's a restaurant for that in, in Singapore. Never had like Sichuan Chinese style food at your, yeah, in, but in, I would, in Dover or wherever the fuck? Yes, <laughs> but, but for example, if it was a picture of somebody eating, I don't know, a, a Devon cream tea, but they happened to be eating it on a... <laughs> Parisian plate. I wouldn't Uber think chain. that it was. She well, knows. I'm just saying. She knows. It's a chain, it a it's a chain called Uncle Fong's or something like that, and they have places in Singapore that they just opened up. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's a chain that is Chongqing style that is all over the place. Right. Got it. The Devon. Consider me educated. Tea. There we go. Learning. What tools is he using? All or, right. Or is she using? I've had enough. 
Uh, I, I've, had, I've had enough. I was right? trying. Let's <laughs> talk <laughs> rosters. Why a gun? Yes! Am I, am I be, what is it? Who wrote, who wrote this slanderous title? I want their head on a spike. Nobody. Kind of <laughs> MIBR aiming for 11th place in America. <laughs> that is. That is. I don't think that. I had to read it because I'm the host. But I don't. Well, okay, think, who's 11th place in America's then? Yeah. Um, it's, um I'm trying to think. Who? Uh, who's also, even close to MIBR who, in 11th like, place? Really sucks. <laughs> Let's. <laughs> who, who is there? Who I mean, is there that just like, wow, the they really like. Like, there's literally a tear gap for MIBR at this point. Ooh, damn. <laughs> well, what, what are Fury are doing with their roster? I can't even remember what Fury are up to. Fury, they got like they up to? Havoc, MW, some other people. All right. Oh, yeah, they're actually. They, they should be fun. interesting. All right, we need to. Now we need to dive in head first, okay? You get 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 your little fins on one of those little flapper <laughs> shoes that you go swimming with. Get the those on. Shoes, We're diving into MIBR. Called. I need to see the roster here. It's speculated to be. Uh, we're, okay, there we go. Uh, Arzin, uh, Mazin, JZZ, FRZ, and RGL Meister. Thoughts, opinions, and honest to God reactions, Wilkinson. <laughs> I, uh, it's not the most horrible roster I've ever seen in my life, but <laughs> Dude, compared I mean... to the other people in America's, it ain't looking superb, is it? Especially go. considering King how they Wilkinson. performed this year. Back no, it's again. not. It, it's not. I think. I, I mean, I don't feel like their performance this year has been particularly good. Is that roster significantly upgraded based off the previous? Uh, compared to the previous one, have they got a change in leadership? I mean, they've brought back in. Or, or rather, they've they've changed out their IGL for somebody who I don't think did that well this year anyway. It's not like they've got fresh ideas in the team particularly. I don't know. I, I felt like JCZ had some potential throughout the year, but it's kind of tough when everything's falling to pieces around you and you're always feeling like you're on the back foot. I don't expect them to do very well. I mean, towards the end of the season, I think that even with Muriz and Heat, uh who i i i don't know i still rate them significantly higher than um like a mazine not significantly i shouldn't say that than mazine or somebody like that i don't know much about artson but um uh, sounds like me so he's cool artson artson uh it's just they were the it, to me they were the worst team by a long shot after after about their win against nrg they just lost everything after that other than the 100 thieves game and it just was never inspired. It never was people uh, stepping up. It was very rarely any sort of like push at even trying to make those games close. There was a lot of blowouts for them. Like they weren't, it felt like they weren't even trying towards the end. They had a good start, but like it just slipped so I mean, far the end further well, than crew. Heat was gone at the end, right? So for, for one game, no? No, no I mean, for, for like LCQ2, uh, LCQ which was also one yeah. game. I, yeah. Uh, well, I thought they wasn't it for more than one game at the end of the season. Was yeah, it so only it, it was against, against at least Thieves? EG and Hundred Thieves at the end of the season. I yeah. think the first game was no. the Hundred Thieves game. No, he was going for EG. No, no, though. it was EG. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, we're we're we're. I'm not even counting those games though. Like it was, it's before that they went on like a four four loss streak 
in games yeah. that like they had chances to make playoffs. <laughs> they had chances to like I I was putting them like for sure after they beat NRG. I was like, yeah, they could take Leviathan. They can they can do this. Leviathan is in a slump. They go and they just got Leviathan. smoked and then they got smoked by Sentinels. They got and rolled they got by Sentinels by as Furia. well. And like it's just. Oh, look at oh two oh two oh two oh two. It was such a bad end to the season. It was for something yeah. promising, and I just I don't know. When I look at that, obviously I think yeah, these guys had like a massive fracture within the team. That it makes sense that they're not you know going to be able to perform after something like that if the team is falling apart internally. Yeah. But I don't see. I mean, yeah, maybe replacing two problem players in Heat and and Muris who have gone together like forever. Um, but the the pieces beyond that. They had moments, but I don't see like the the vision with them. You know what I mean? I don't see the vision that Buzuka is trying to go with with the three players that they stuck with. Yeah, I I also think this is just kind of like sad because this now probably means we don't have Digis in on a team who for me was like always kind of a, a standout throughout his time last year, and I know that was rumored to happen. Now it doesn't look like that's going to happen. And honestly, MIBR just kind of looks like uninspired i'm not really familiar with the players they've picked up at all from the brazilian scene but well, i feel like played for fury you're familiar oh yeah yeah mazine did but the the uh, Ar- too you i mean if he's like you maybe it's a it's a good move but who knows who knows uh, but i just feel like the core roster just seemed so fractured throughout the entire time and just was never really up to snuff with the rest of the league so i feel like boring we get another situation where like oh no one really knew about this guy he's gonna be crazy maybe they could step it up but i just feel like the core isn't really in a position where they ever looked close really throughout their america's run besides the few upsets they were getting early on will they do better than last place this time they came in last i mean not in the regular season but you know if you include lcq they came in last what is Will crew doing with that roster again? Because they they're rumored <clears throat> to be picking up Shy in, on Sentinel. Yes, stuff, they have they? Shy. They keep Melzer. Shy, Melzer, Kesnet, Klaus. Still, they were trialing, and I think they're keeping him. I heard, and I can't remember yes, the last keeping. player. Uh, I mean, I think that looks. Else from, I think that roster looks better, and I think that they've at least showcased some ability to play, you know, a coherent system under Melzer's IGLing. Yeah, I think that the roles make a bit more sense on that team as well. I'm even struggling in my head to try and figure out like, okay, if Artsin's coming in and he's going to be playing duelist for them, and that pushes JCZ over to playing like full initiator for them, and then they have Mazine playing flex probably, RGL smokes, so then is FRZ just on perma sentinel duty? Yeah. I mean, again, this is assuming that there's like a standard meta. It might not look anything like that, but I am not inspired by this. It does look like the weakest roster that I've seen rumored or reported on so far. Yeah. I, I, I do think like the uh, the Furia moves, the MIBR moves, maybe as well loud. I think all the Brazilian teams, at least bringing one uh, player from challengers or an up-and-coming player is is important because i was looking at some of these changes and starting to think man like they're just recycling talent like these are various different teams this core is like finally just meshing together or something like that which i i feel like mw is doing a little bit with uh, uh with liazzi um i'm not sure if they actually went through with liazzi or not but either way like just old havan liberty stuff the, the mw like various cores has been like trying to get integrated all over the place uh, I'm finally happy that like they're not all the same all the time, 
and that they're picking up up and coming talent. Like that's very important in my mind um, because it looked like everybody was just going to get cycled. It's just going to be like, okay, we're going to trade trade this to that, and we're going to have the same players. Um, kind of like what happens in uh, what happened in NA for a long time in CS, like just the same old talent getting recycled, and it's not fully that. So that's good. I guess if a team, like for example, if if Cloud9 just completely collapses, if this project with them like, like just completely blows up, then then maybe MIBR have some chances of not finishing over towards the bottom. But remember, LCQ isn't even a thing next year, right? Like the the schedule does not have that in place. So if you're towards the bottom, it doesn't really matter whether you're in eleventh or whether you're in tenth or something. If you miss out on being able to, you know, perform throughout the season and get into big events and qualify towards champions, then you're in a rough spot. Yeah, not looking entirely, pro especially uh, not looking entirely promising, especially in a region where I think overall most of the teams are making some pretty good moves. I think there's a lot more teams making good moves than bad moves in my, at least from what I've seen so far, both confirmed and and speculated but of course the the speculated ones you know could turn on their head and they could be terrible moves but at least as it stands right now i feel like the region is heading in a solid direction can that be said for cloud nine though this roster has whelmed the masses <laughs> everyone <laughs> everyone is whelmed <laughs> it's just that here it is here's here's the y'all feeling whelmed are you whelmed mimi i'm so whelmed right now this roster It'll probably be pretty pretty solid. Yep. I mean it's damn the, right. It's everything we expected from the offseason. None of their none of their moves are super surprising. You have kind of taken a taken a risk on Oxy coming in as uh, after his time in tier two where he was doing pretty well um throughout his time there now up into the tier one leagues you get like the old duo i guess like the old v1 core back with whippy with vanity with coach amy who i believe they announced as well uh and then you're keeping jake and seppa from the previous roster i mean it it feels pretty solid they just play it in like the ludwig show match thing and <laughs> i don't mean to say they're gonna be the best team of all time but they w did win 13 to 11 over moistech shopify on sunset without disruptions and even with disruptions they still won 2-0 on split and bind so truly the number one team in america's yeah they're playing yoru reina that's Reina's promising Phoenix, gecko neon hold on mimi you're hyping him up Josh, you you starting to feel them a little bit more after that? No, <laughs> they won three <laughs> matches in a row. Josh, no, I'm uh, this. This smells like a team that's gonna be. I I, I don't really know. Like. It, I think a lot of people's expectations for them are going to be really low down because even if you think that the squad looks okay, what you have to do at the beginning of the season is compare them to the other squads that have been assembled, and a lot of them look better on paper, right? Um, so I think it's going to be very similar in terms of the expectations to the previous roster for C9, except without as many big name, like, like big players. I mean, for, for Leaf being the biggest one, right? In terms of Leaf's, Leaf's individual performance was top two in America's last year. Um, I think this roster will still do something and maybe it'll end up overperforming and it'll look all right, but... They are not going to be favorites in Americas unless a lot of people royally fuck up. I need you to break down doing something. Can you expand get a win. on that? 
They'll get a couple of wins. Like they'll be com- they'll be a competitive middle to bottom of the table team. I think. I, I really highly doubt that America's is going to be super segmented um, because it was just so close last season. Even with the teams that didn't do so well, they still had some portions of the year where they were doing all right. So I don't think it's fair to write any of the teams off and just be like, they're just going to go 0-9. You know, even Crew, who went 0-9, it was quite unlikely that they did so because of the manner in which all of the maps ended up being really close, or at least a lot of them did. So I think it's super unlikely that any team shits the bed. I, I'm, I like the look of this team a little better than the MIBR team. Like, I can see what they're going for a bit. I feel like a lot of Vanity's rosters have looked like they have promising ideas, but not the depth or ability to capitalize when it really matters so maybe they let some opportunities slip away or something due to their inexperience yeah i i I I think this format in particular is like really tough for uh, a team like this because i could see them like being very very randomly good at the beginning of the season something like that but i think like when you're talking about depth when you're talking about um consistency and longevity the format is Two teams qualify from Americas in the first uh, event, and then three teams, and then four teams. So the longer you go on, the more opportunities you have. But I feel like that's the longer you go on with this team, the harder it's going to be for them to actually continue to achieve top four performances. Where I think they can do that kind of early when everybody's still trying to find their footing. Because I think Vanity teams have been fantastic right out of the gate almost every single time. Um, but they have a problem with longevity. Yeah. And I think that was also, I mean, that was also obviously true of Cloud9 that we just saw this season that was a big issue. And I think losing a lot of those big pieces that I think were pushing the team over the line was like Zelsus's leadership and what he added there with like his relationship with the newer players. You had just the insanity that was Leaf the entire time. I feel like a lot of the pieces that I was looking at as like the biggest piece of success for Cloud9 have kind of disappeared. And now it's honestly back to kind of how I felt about them about the beginning of the year. It wasn't, it's not quite the same where it's like, oh, what the hell are they doing? This is insanity. It's just like, you know, they have some solid pieces here that have built solid rosters before, but have never really proven more than just like doing fine, being a mid-table team. So I think the expectation should be that they're a mid, mid-table mid team that can get wins over the better squads, but isn't going to be like a top four team most likely so i think even mid-table it might be overestimating things Mm. a bit here like i think a mid-table team what if you're like seventh you're probably still counted as a mid-table team right i mean i would say like with 11 teams like seven through five is probably mid-table yeah yeah maybe you could even extend that down to eighth like maybe they would be hanging somewhere around there but i mean you look at the other teams that are being assembled in americas and they they look like they're probably going to be around. I mean, the it's like four. a team that'll be like cool if they make playoffs, but probably loses in like the first round of playoffs as they do. It's kind of my expectation. And if they don't, if they actually end up performing, that's going to be fantastic for individuals yeah. that we don't expect as much of. Like, for example, everybody in their nan is down on Whippy at the moment, but he has a various, well, I say at various times, at one specific time in the past, in like, what was it, 20. 20- late 2021 or something i can't even remember exactly when it was he looked like one of the best sentinels in north america back when north america didn't really have very many good sentinel players um if he can find something and jake continues to develop and zeppa continues playing at a really good level and oxy comes into his own there's there's chances for this team to really surprise in a in a positive manner mostly though when i look at this roster i'm just confused 
what the difference was between what MCE wanted for this team and what they've ended up getting. Like, that is my big question when I look well, at this. When you had, like, Screwface potentially coming in and <clears throat> being an IGL for a team, maybe that would have ended up being as promising, more promising. I don't know. It's hard to know. Yeah, that's exactly... I, was, I wanted to just ask that question. You know, theoretically, if, you know, it's... Uh, been reported whatever the uh you know cloud nine are not spending a lot of money this year on this on their team and originally they were going at mc making the budget team of a bunch of upcoming players some of the people from the eg reserve roster and if i remember correctly it was like Screwface, oxy bcj i think nature was rumored i can't remember the fifth person um but would you have been more interested in seeing that roster under the the leadership of the MCE coach or this roster that they've opted to go with instead? I mean, I feel like I just have more faith in like MCE and his decisions in like player development and such. I feel like it's just been so many times that he's proved that ability to put together rosters that can build up to success with guard, with cloud nine, et cetera. But I mean, Emi is a, Emi is a coach who, I don't know, I can't really speak to. I, we haven't seen him on a tier one team since V1. Obviously he was competing in challengers and was, and was doing well with the team and has history with these players. But like you guys were mentioning with like the history of vanity led teams and stuff, it's almost always this kind of idea of, okay, they, they come up, they start really strong. It looks like a promising roster, but tends to not really make it at the, the, the final yard. And I feel like kind of concerned that that will just be what could happen again with this team to me it feels like very similar to start of last year where it's like whole new really surprising honestly pretty weird roster moves but this time i don't see the like people who are going to push it over the line last time even when everyone was doing it's like okay leaf is like one of the best players in our region you have mc who's done this before with other teams you have like all those resources that are really good and you also still had that core three players together this time it's kind of just been stripped down to just zeppa and Jake from the old roster, and then everything else is being built up new. It just feels like there's so much more, or so much less likelihood, I should say, of that kind of same miracle happening again. I mean, remember that one of the biggest reasons we were down on that previous roster was not because the roster itself was bad. It's because they made those moves with like two weeks before the yeah. season began. Like that was the biggest thing was like, they're not even going to get their feet underneath them for a for the first like three or four weeks or something and they had a terrible strength of schedule too they just ended up way outperforming what we expected really quickly i i i really like what Imi did a while back on the version one roster that had you know xander and celsius and those kind of folks playing together but i i think i would trust mce more in terms of like scouting and building together people because he's just done it so much in the past I think this is going to be a really big test because when you're working with an org like Cloud9 where they don't want to spend very much, you need to be able to create like outsized results. And an outsized result here might just be middle of the pack. But that you're getting measured against like the the quality of the roster that you're able that your budget was ab ab like able to assemble. Yeah. I I would be pretty concerned here too though um in terms of like Vanity signing onto this team after getting screwed from Cloud9 in the first place like knowing that this team and having experience with them in the past, knowing that they're willing to make changes uh, in the middle of the season or right before a season sort of thing, because then you put that extra external pressure on yourself to have to perform in the beginning. And we've seen that they, you know, they can switch things up. Like if they don't make some goal that they want or money isn't uh, exactly how they want, they're going to change things. Um, and 
I think the the rumors, the fact that MCU was on our show like a week before, not even like <laughs> talking about trials and with you wide as well, and all of a sudden it just disappears. Like you could you could see um, some of the stuff that like the fallout from the EG. I talked about this a lot the last time I, I mentioned the EG stuff, but like the fallout with the EG stuff is everywhere. Every team is getting affected by it because they're not. They were like, oh, we were about to be able to get Screwface. Okay, now we can't because. We want to, EG wants to sell the rest of their players and they need Screwface to IGL. Like that sort of thing is everywhere. So who knows what 100 Thieves is doing? Who knows what all these other places? But Cloud9 is now stuck with, uh, not stuck, but they've uh, committed to this roster. And I don't necessarily know if that was their intended vision in the first place. Uh, yeah. You know, such a weird I, org. What was that? They're just a weird org. They've, yeah. they've never really been able to build up. Uh, a fan base recently because they they feel like they don't know what they want they just put together a roster and like shove it into the competition and then you know eh, the, there's no longevity there's no fan building there's no like star players still it's really odd there are i mean i feel like a lot of that org. is like just kind of a problem in valorant as a whole i feel like very few orgs maybe besides like sentinels have like a consistent like long-term brand because the players just get cycled so constantly orgs are like in and out of relevance i think that's going to be really important for like the future of the partnership system for orgs to start to build that consistency and actually have like players associated with their brand and stuff to be able to to build up that fandom because i feel like pretty much i mean sentinels does anyone else really i suppose allowed to an extent but even there now like oh my god one yeah. really I got moving one. apart and oh baby here comes a segue because i'm talking zeta division you want consistent players <laughs> you want fan base zeta division baby maybe maybe a little less consistent like maybe you, you what can talk about they've had the same roster for like five years and they uh, no, really Mimi's asking much. for them to be less consistent please make changes please. oh well that's what they're doing exactly that's what's <laughs> happening and that's Bringing a smile to my face. I like the the decisions here that they're making, uh, which is that Ten and Crow will no longer be on the starting roster. Crow is going to be moving to the coach position. Ten is going to be a content creator for Zeta. Hey, that all sounds great to me. Music to my ears, motherfuckers. And <laughs> I, am, I am glad to hear that. Uh, and once again, I'm here to tell you I don't know who they should get for these last two slots, but I don't think it matters. <laughs> like, just get, fuck, just find some people off the street and Zeta Division are going to be crazy, dude. I'm hyped for this. You get Laz, you get Depp, you get Sugar, and then you just get, like, I don't know, sign, uh, who's available in North America to like, fly out? <laughs> get, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Get, I mean, Wasn't Asbus learning they Japanese? Have, they could have Ball IGL. They could have, uh, I, I don't know. Who was another IGL? I can do the train voices from Japan. <laughs> I like have the, those are stuck in my head. I think I'm ready Kaihi to come. Makahari. Kaihi Makahari. Kaihi Makahari. <laughs> That's not going to be helpful. Train down <laughs> not particularly. Soga. Not a lot of That's assistance. That's really there. unhelpful. Um, <laughs> I tried. I, okay. I, I want to do a little heat, little heat check, excitement check. Is everyone excited about this like I am? Mimi, excitement levels, checking in. Imagine a stove, four burners. Back right, that's where we are, simmering. Could be cool. I think removing 10, good move. Maybe some new coaching, new direction. Could be cool. It's still Zeta Division. I still think uh, they'll probably be mid. But well, they have new coaching. It's Crow, better. which I, I, I like yeah. that. Knows the yeah, players. Yeah, I think it's yeah. fine. 
knows the team. I mean, it's not like he was. Okay, so okay, hold on. He was a former IGL for this team. He was. He was. He was former IGL. Yeah, that's what I was trying to run. I think it's good. His individual gameplay wasn't up to the level of where ZD Division ZD Division could be, but that doesn't mean yeah, he's could IGL knows the game, knows the I team, mean, like when they were the changing their style at Reykjavik and and went on their crazy run, like a lot of that was grow. I think I think it could be good ideas. I think it's a new direction that the team has desperately needed for a long time. But we don't know who's going to replace Ten. We don't know if they're going to keep trolling in the same way. That's why it's it's on the back yeah. burner for now. It could move I, up. We could boil. It's possible. I, I like it. I feel like Crow is very true to his name. He's smart like a crow, but he doesn't have opposable thumbs and like fingers and doesn't shoot very well like a crow. <laughs> so I I think this is the perfect move, putting him into so uh, a coaching slot. And I think that 10 as well, I think his, he was so horrendously inflexible or rather poor at the things that he did try. Um, that he had to be moved off the roster. I think it, th there's like two steps to making roster moves, right? You have to remove the correct people, and then you have to find the correct people to replace them. And I think they've absolutely made the correct moves in terms of taking people out of the team. However, as is the case with all of us here, we are just no clue who they should try to replace. No. Flynn's spreadsheet is indicating a hero Ron, who is a Sentinel player from like Fennel. Yep. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't Pacific know either. Frauds, you guys suck. Maybe make a pot chat podcast for Pacific Dude, I, with uh, people who actually talk about Pacific and watch the games. Are you, you're watching all of the challenges in EMEA and Americas, are you? That wasn't me. I didn't say anything, bro. What do you mean? <laughs> that wasn't me. None of us I know did. most of the players. In I will tier, say, like, if you're in the three. comments, if you're a big Pacific super fan, you can lease the plot chat brand for a million dollars an episode. Ooh, that's a lot of it. money. Are we going to finally that's make a good money? Offer. That's, a, that's a low <laughs> ball, if anything. That's a great offer. I would finally do that if money. I was going to start a Pacific podcast. I'm, all I'm saying is I'm anyways. excited for this roster that I just... Listen, I'm just going to wait Dude, and I'm see what they do, and then whatever they... Literally whatever they do... Dude, Hiron from Fennel? Love that guy. Great player. Never watched him, <laughs> and I'm happy that Zayda are signing him. And whoever they get for the fifth, once again, I will be happy. The Zayda division yep. next year... They're going off. I'm going to tell you that. Guys, he was an episode right one radiant. Now. He's 18 years old. What's not to love? He's he's ready to rock. He's ready to roll. He has Twitch, YouTube, and you can DM something in Japanese. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds awesome to me, quite frankly. Uh... And on top of that, you know what? Zeta Division, they're just smart. They kept the same <laughs> roster for 50 years so that when they eventually made a roster move, everyone would freak out. Holy shit, we changed our coach in one player. It's the biggest move in Zeta history. <laughs> Japanese Valorant is upending the scene. It's fucking insane. We don't even know the new fit this, but I, I don't. It's be pretty cool. I, I genuinely, I, I, I'm kind of joking around, but I'm this serious. Oh, I'm you, I'm I don't you. give one fuck who their last two players are. <laughs> Any two pro players, I swear to God, this team, they're, they're, they're bubbling, they're bubbling, they're bubbling, they're, they're bubbling, they're about to go over the pot, fucking kaboom, any two players. I'm telling you, they're going to be sick this year, I'm on the Zeta hype train, Depp was awesome, he was, he was fucking awesome this year, really stepped it up, Laz has always been the GOAT, Sugar Zero, you know, he was pretty okay, he wasn't amazing this year, he was better the previous year, that's well, fine, resurgence I incoming.
based on <laughs> I, I don't mean, know. Hope. Dude, it's not a but, guarantee, but you're right. This is fucking good. They should have done these yes. changes like last yeah. year, and especially they should have done this at the beginning of the offseason. I don't understand why they're like, yeah. By the way, anybody can buy our team. Any any of these players, anybody that is you want, weird. go to fucking players, and then they're like, okay, let's just do the regular thing that we we should have done in the should've first done. place because. Who knows? They could have gotten some of the KR players, something like that. Like I don't know. They used to be a fucking mixed team, anyways. They, this is this is good. Good stuff. They made LCQ, or rather, won LCQ and made yeah, champions with yeah. this last roster. Yes. That. Yes. Hey guys. Shocking. That's crazy. Yeah. I swear to God. Any two get uh, get some Australian players. I don't just get dude. I get <laughs> buy Zelsus out from Sentinels. Uh, they, they've got options. They, they listen. <laughs> open the fucking wallet and start spending. All right. Speaking of open wallets, which is a crazy segue. But speaking of open wallets, let's talk about police. <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect segue. That's awesome. <laughs> let's, let's talk about Bleed because they signed Yay, and are they gonna dominate the Pacific region, Josh? Uh, I. This Bleed team's pretty decent, but I think dominate Pacific might be a bit too strong. But I, I feel like. Ye's a weird replacement for the players that Bleed have lost when ascending, but if they can craft a system that works well around him and the meta doesn't completely, not screw him over, but like he's going to have to make adjustments, and I'm sure that he's conscious of the way in which the meta's developing, um, in order to keep ahead, keep ahead of it, keep abreast of it. Remember that he's had like a year out of competition, basically. He only played something like, what was it, like five matches or something with DSG? It wasn't a lot. I think it was um, more than that. Hold on. I'll put up I'll pull up the data. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven. But it was also okay. challengers with DSG. It's not like it's not the same caliber as like competing in one the international leagues. No, it's actually really difficult to jump back into tier one level competition if you've been taking some level of like a break or you haven't constantly been keeping up. Uh, just to give an example, think about the way in which you know, metas develop in terms of like different pieces of utility. Like if you're if you're playing against tier two teams that don't use a specific, I don't know, recon dart lineup or something, and you get caught by it in your first match because you're just not as used to it and haven't been scrimming against it all the time, you're gonna look like an idiot. You're just gonna get caught out by like little things like that constantly if you haven't been keeping up with the scrim meta. But I I feel like I, I like this team. I they were getting a bit of shit for not um trialing players, but I think I think that's perfectly fine. If you're trying to make like an international roster, you've just got to take punts sometimes. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think this roster, I don't think they're going to be like top two Pacific. I don't see them making it to like the early Masters tournaments where slots are super limited. But I think this is something that has a lot of potential with more time to develop. The core of Bleed is good. They won Ascension. I think they, they looked pretty good while doing so. I think Crazy Guy and Scary are both really strong talents, uh, in particular, from the guys that are left from that Ascension team. And then you get, yay. And it's it's a risk, right? I don't think this is a roster that's going to come out the gate swinging and like shock everyone with how good they are. But it's a, it's another team that, like with time, with a bit of place to develop, I could see this squad being at like a Masters 2 um, and, and being at a point where they can make it into that upper side of Pacific by that point. Because honestly, there's so much up in the air in Pacific right now. Like, even if you, like, look at the spreadsheet, it's the region that we know, like, the least about for 
what all the rosters are going to be. And I think a lot of teams look like they're making some weird moves. So I think there's a lot of space for upward mobility for this team. Yep. Uh, like I said last week, it's like it's kind of a risk for you in my mind um, when he's somebody whose reputation is kind of getting dragged a little bit over the last last year, last week with the clip coming out. I don't know if you guys saw that, the focus yeah, on your did. own bombsite thing. Um, but like, yeah. What, what a shit thing to tweet out, though. It's like fucking five seconds of someone getting yeah, no, mad in the game. Like, nobody should take that shit seriously at all because, number one, they were 0-9, they lost every single game. That was the last game, last chance to like stay in challengers when nobody on that team even thought that that was something that they would do, even if they won. But it does like, give a bit of context to like why Steel and uh, Gangster, I think it was, were like tweeting things back and forth to each other after that team yes uh, lost or exploded or whatever. That I mean, it was. was a shit show. Like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like that was obvious even from the outside. But he, even if it wasn't, shit like that happens, man. You you, you watch some fucking NRG comms video, videos, and it's literally in the videos sometimes. It's like some toxic shit that goes down. Dude, I got an <laughs> ace playing on Lotus in Premiere, and Arton was <laughs> mad at me for not getting on the spike. <sighs> I mean, yeah, that was We're funny. in a 3v5. Dude, I was, <laughs> look, I was already tilted, man. My, my teammate knocked over the fucking power to all the computers. Dude, who so... the fuck would do that? That's crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry, That's Josh. Crazy. I can't give a shit about your ace because you didn't win the round but all good yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome uh, can we sometimes talk about, teams are dysfunctional that's true that's yeah. true we know a lot about that but Brent tweeted this out and i think it's so funny as well that yay like three months ago is tweeting like oh i'm just i just want to play it tier one five dollars is all i need league minimum i'm just a little gamer and i want to play <laughs> tier one gameplay and now he's like fucking hunting the gigabag I'm moving to Korea. I'm making a million dollars a month. It's my fucking time to become a <laughs> robber baron. Which is honestly pretty base. Good for you, yay. Get the bag. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, though, this is a time when uh, America sellers are drying oh, up yeah. like fucking crazy. I, so, also, like, I mean... I, honestly, I'm going to float this, and I would like to hear your thoughts. Is it that he was seeking the huge bag, or was it that... The teams in America and Europe just weren't really super keen on picking him up. And, you know, maybe to some extent with that as well, he is a player that will uh, demand a higher... I mean, certainly, like, higher than league minimum, right? But I, it, I, I, obviously, you don't know, but does anyone else feel like there just wasn't a ton of interest in signing him? But, and Bleed are just an org that are ready to take a crazy risk, something to draw eyeballs, get attention, and go for it on, on a crazy move? The, the funniest thing is, of all the teams in America's that actually were in a position to give Ye an offer, about the only one that makes sense is C9. <laughs> it's like getting him to come back to C9 for like, uh, I don't know, a fifth, a seventh, or whatever of his original salary. And I don't know whether Ye was really serious about taking minimum as well. I, uh, I know we said it at the time, but his agent must have just been boiling. Like, they're, they're just having a lovely time, you know, scrolling through Twitter, and then they see that, and they're like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> well, You're willing to do what? <laughs> because, I, I mean, yeah, because realistically, though, like, if you're looking at all the America's teams, the duelists that are around, like, Sentinels have Zekin, 100 Thieves have Cryo, Demon 1, I mean, I guess NRG are looking for somebody, uh, you know... Loud, Furia, MIBR, they're all set with uh, Brazilian duelists. Lev have Aspas, crew has Kesnet. Well, I, mean, I guess G2 had an opening, but like, realistically, what are there, like yeah. two teams that maybe could have floated him an offer? 
and there just wasn't really interest from them, I suppose, or whatever may have happened, yeah. not happened. I mean, that, that was my theory for sure. Uh, but like thinking about it a little more deeply too, like right now, some of these teams are in flux. Like you don't know how much was out there for America's like you're saying, the, it looks to be like only two, but uh, down the line, EG might not have Demon One, for example. Like, yeah, you know, like there could be some stuff that gets blown up. EG, he he might go to a different team, um, and that will create another hole somewhere else because they'll, he'll replace somebody. I don't know. There's there's yeah. a number of things that like maybe on the other side too. You have Yay, maybe not being interested in messing around in the Americas that much with the. There's also of, EMEA. Like, there is EMEA. Yeah. No, there isn't. <laughs> I don't believe in it. There's only America. EMEA can't hurt you if you don't believe it's yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. Brent. I mean, but compare compare EMEA salaries to what like some of these specific teams might be able to, especially Bleed might be able to offer. It might not even be a, a no starting. But the, I think this Bleed team is going to do very well. I think that the 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 underrated component of this team is to me when I was watching them play in Ascension, they were just kind of skilling it. Like, they didn't actually look like they were, they, or rather, I should put it like this. They looked like they had a long way to go in terms of refining their uh, playbook, coordination, all of that kind of stuff to grow even further and get even better. And I know that they've then made two roster moves on top of that. Um, but I think that that, again, offers them more opportunity to just continue doing that. They were they were individually outplaying a lot of people in Pacific uh, ascension and like that you know that scene that they were in crazy guys really good whilst IGLing uh, scary is the best player on the team they haven't lost him and I think assuming that yay has worked on his agent pool I don't see a reason why they couldn't be extremely competitive within a frankly a Pacific region that doesn't look like anyone's really making that many waves of like, like who, who, who's making a roster that's trying to compete for the very top that wasn't last year. I don't really think that T1, it looks like no, there is anybody. No one. There's a lot the of T1 If YNC be, be believed, the two mystery yeah. players for Zeta Division. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zeta. I mean, maybe Zeta look a little better, but that's still not going to be some kind of like Straight super up. team, is it? It's still going to be, Wrong. you know, somewhere around that kind of level. I think Bleed have great chances of making top three. Yep. Yep. I mean, I feel like they're the only team that's actually taken a risk has made like a major change in the offseason at least that we know of still is a lot is still unknown but everyone else is just like i look at it and it's just meh. that's just cool wait till you hear about what drx is doing <laughs> you'd wait until you hear Signing about detonation focus team. me they're gonna make a super team <laughs> they're gonna go from 11th place to 10th place <laughs> <laughs> yeah i man I, looking at it pacific they're, they're really they're taking their sweet time with these <laughs> rosters they really are there's nothing going on with detonation nothing going on with talon just, I think uh, Genji kind of like just Pacific, woke up from their slumber. Yeah, in a region like Pacific, I don't really think there's as much movement in the star power as America. So I think like you and EU in some cases too with CNET and, and Safe. Um, but like I think you you have to take more of your time because you just have to trial a bunch of these players, um, and that's probably why like there's a lot a lot unknown right now. It's just trials after trials after trials because it's mostly trying to find if there's anybody from challengers if there's anybody in your region that is good enough to you know compete and actually focus on making like a, a national roster or something like that because like for talent for example i don't know what that no information with them whatsoever the, the spreadsheet 
says like, oh, they're looking to make an international roster, but that wasn't news for a while. So maybe they were trying to try out some of the, the what are they, Thai? Yeah, Thai teams. I don't know. Which, by the way, is a nightmare. Like, Ominous was talking about this a little bit. I think it was Ominous anyway. He was yeah. talking about the fact that if you are trying to actually build an international team for Pacific, one that speaks English and has people from all over the place, how do you trial them? Like, what, are you going to trial them on 200 ping and try and get a, a, an idea of who's good? If you're picking up people that have got match experience at a high level before, you can lean on what you see in the VODs more so than trials. You don't always have to trial everybody. Well, especially with star players is what I'm saying. Like for, yeah. for EA, I think that obviously makes sense. You're not gonna you're not gonna trial EA, right? Like I I don't I think it's really funny that people thought that, that was a thing anyways for for a team like Bleed. No, you're not gonna trial EA across everywhere. Unless unless he wants to see how the team is before committing to them. But yeah. I think that's a crazy topic. Pacific is like a lot of teams making small upgrades across the board. Like Zeta might make a pretty decent upgrade depending on who they get. Um, you've got like T1 making a couple of like slightly riskier moves, you could argue, but I think that they're bringing in some good talent to that team. RRQ looking like they're bringing in a bit more firepower. Then, um, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess that's kind of it. Like those teams all just taking smaller incremental steps while some of the others rebuild, but are not really looking like they're rebuilding super teams. So I think that's good for Bleed. They can yep. come in and really have like a big performance year one. Yeah. No I also think, what... by the way, the thing you were talking mm -hmm. about, Josh, with the, the way that they were playing, like just kind of skilling people through challengers is good to bring EA into because that's somebody who needs to rebuild this confidence and focus on kind of his own thing. And I honestly think that's probably his, like some of his best plays when he is kind of left independent in some instances. So being able to just kind of have some structure, but kind of roam and uh, just rely a lot on your individual decision-making and skill is good. So building structure upon that is where I want to see the team go after they start off. I am excited for watching this team, no matter what happens, but it does seem like they'll, they'll at least I, I also feel they'll be at the top of the table. I think top three is pretty reasonable, and no matter what, hey, they're going to be fun to watch. Um, we haven't done it in a while, and I think, well, maybe one of them was with the A, I forget, but we've got to guess that player. We haven't done a guess that player in a whole long while, and Let's we're go. busting it out. Here it <laughs> Here it comes. <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to? Do you want to test this incredible yes. feature that? Oh, guess that player. Guess, guess. You gotta guess who that player is. That 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 that. Oh my goodness, it's quite long. Guess that player. This is the new season two theme. I think the season one theme from Connor was a little better, but you know we won't hold that against you. Um, yeah, so budget, we do. Budget. We have in Kurt has been toiling away. He's been coding for 410 hours straight, damn near, over the last couple of weeks in the laboratory. I've been bringing him, you know, various food and treats to fuel him, Red Bull from the garage, and he's just been nonstop coding, figuring out this new system for Guess That Player, in which you can see, for the audio listeners and the video watchers, you can see the little yellow line below Mimi or Bala, uh, because we can now input our own text and <laughs> Kurt will make it 
pop up. And then, so when we have a, when we have our guests, we lock it in by entering it with a submitting text. And then you'll so, see on screen that it'll be yellow. That means someone locked in their answer. And then at the end, you know, we reveal, we reveal them all. New technology. No one can stop us. No one is potting like us. And let's get to this shit. Yay. On the left. Dude, Josh made these, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you want me to walk you through them? I, I, I want to give some. Yep. Josh, let's take a stroll uh, through Devon. Okay, let's take a stroll. So this is Yay versus another player that played at the tier one level. So this is Yay versus tier one duelist player. Scream. And I've picked out, so I'm starting you off with some stats that are very similar. I mean, the, for the audio listeners, this is 140 damage per round for Yay, 143 for the question mark player. 0.75 KPR for Yay, 0.77. So slightly higher production, but not a huge Bob, amount. Bob, man, we can read, bro. We got two minutes on the clock. The like, audio listeners up, can't yeah, read, Paula. Dude. Think of I, the video watchers. <laughs> hey, guys, this is a podcast. Josh, you're doing great. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, are, are there any guesses, or do you guys want to see the next one? Um, Guessing. I'm guessing Paul at GW. <laughs> I, I honestly at the tier one level it's a tier Boom! one player submitted i have an I inkling see another. but i think i need let me see one more <laughs> okay so this is opening dual win rate again oh, the, the question mark player is only a little bit higher but interestingly yay still with a positive opening dual win rate across his time with dsg and is this a reminder this league? is this is from regular season only so this is not including Masters events, not including playoffs or stuff like that. But again, it's regular season of Tier 2 versus regular season of Tier 1. And it's a duelist. It's a duelist player, yes. I'm comparing are, are somewhat you talking about like someone who plays like. only duelist or someone who, like, plays right. some other agents too? They're a duelist main! They're okay, a duelist okay, okay, main! Okay, Even Ye played, like, a map of Sage. It's just a... I'm, okay, I'm... Oh, give me another one. Give me that yellow... The, the yellow lock. I don't question. know. That's another Okay. Set. Cast. Not okay. cast, 66% for Ye, 77, I... way higher. So this, so to read into it a they little here. They must be a much better player. No, not a way better player, but they must not be losing as much as DSG were. At least. 10 seconds. Y'all are slow, man. I got this right off the rip. Come oh, on. Oh, wait, there's 10 seconds? Wait, there's a, a percentage of kills on defense. Yay, 46% gets most of his kills on attack. This mystery player gets 55% of their kills on defense side. This is wrong. I didn't realize there was a time limit, even though it was on screen flashing at me. <laughs> <laughs> can we unveil them one by one, or how does this work, Kurt? Uh, yeah, I can unveil them one by one. Let's All right, let's go, for, yeah, let's go for Arten first, because he looked it in first. All right, Arden <laughs> believes it is Demon 1, so barely no higher way. stats than Yay. You said regular season. Yeah, regular season, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There's no, okay. If, that's, if it's Demon 1, I'm, go, I'm walking over to our router and taking it out of the wall. <laughs> 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 okay, uh, Mimi, I think, was second. Yeah. yeah. I think I just got baited by the last one and put 10s. I don't think 10s' stats were this high during the regular season. You would Definitely be correct didn't on have that. an opening dual win yeah. rate. Of yeah, I learned yeah. from yeah. Josh's yeah. video that this is yeah. cap. Josh's yeah. video taught the, me the tens. My, my other guess was cryo with like the heavy defense stuff, but well, let, let's see what Wyatt went for. Mine is just wrong. 
Macaulia having a worse stats than Tens. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, he's probably even you guys have stats. very much gone for the like, yeah, he has terrible stats. Yeah, his stats weren't that bad. It's like, it, well, no, those are the just thing like, is he was playing against tier two. Yeah, I mean, KPR, yeah. his KPR ADR is really good already. Like That KPR is not for duelist. Yeah. Yeah, it's not amazing. It's that's it's, it's like that's like absolutely you're fine. No, yes, on it's an fine. O- overall season, no, it's not. It's a, it's a it's a decent. Probably There's good no fucking KPR. way. I don't okay. believe that. I don't. Be- I simply okay. don't believe that. There's no way. I don't the believe player, that. The player, the player, all of the stats of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Show me every number. <laughs> all right, Kurt. Would you mind revealing who the player was? The it most similar cryo. player was Cryo. Yeah. This, oh. this, this was for the defense. I was like, yeah, that's it. This was the most similar player that I found in a tier one versus tier two setting to like the stats that Ye has. So a lot of the stats were super similar between Ye and Cryo, which is interesting because they were last year as well yeah. when they were playing on Light Chamber. Ye was just significantly better, but in a, had a similar play style. That's, They're actually the same guy. They like crazy. just move back and forth really quickly. We literally always compare them when we when we think about like a passive uh, op like star player. It's always like, oh yeah, yay, and then you're like, who's like yay? It's always Cryo. It's the same thing. It's so strange. But I mean, it's specifically the defense side is like such a thing with Cryo that I I thought that would give it away a little bit, to be honest. But we only had like five seconds because yeah. I beefed the timing a little. I'll bit. give you guys three <laughs> minutes next time. That was a little. I jumped the gun there. All right, go to the next one. Uh, should we move on to the next one? I've got three of these suckers. Ooh. Mm. Okay, this is for the audio listeners. This is Crashies during the 2023 regular season. It's another tier one player that normally plays initiator that i'm comparing them against obviously crashy's played like some of stuff off initiator as well but this is um this is sky v sky specifically here right so this is their sky stats versus the other person's sky stats so 208 rounds on sky versus 196 so they both played quite a lot of sky during the regular season this year and Crashy's had a better KPR, which is 0.71 versus 0.66, which is quite low 0.66. These are regular season stats? Yes, regular 2023 okay. season. So they don't get counts, but they do play Sky. Curious. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I mean, you don't have too much to go for yet. But you just know that they played about as much as Crashy's did. Yep. Yep, yep let's get the next. This is not enough. All right. Assists per round. Wait, that, that should not say one. that should one. not say one. Holy okay, let me shit. let me pull up what the figure was. That's, what, think you it was put, that's what you put in the document. Stop Josh. the timer. Did I really? Okay, yeah. I think it was. No, no, it says point five one. Oh, really? I yeah, must yeah. have copied so, it wrong. My bad. Okay, so it says point. <laughs> it's supposed to say point five one, which is still a hell of a lot of assists per round. But it's not one assist per round. That would be mental. <laughs> My bad. Okay, it's definitely not Ethan. Nobody put Ethan. It's definitely not. why because he gets more. Yes. Yeah, he definitely point three six. Yeah, definitely. Even he when they're assist per round. <laughs> but I do think like that direction of a player because Ethan didn't play Sky on every map, so I think fewer rounds is good there. It's not somebody like um, Kalenzine. He played way more. Um. I can't think of anybody else who would have like and and any other regions would have this high round win. Oh my Wyatt's god! Why it's locking it? Ooh, why it's going it for it? This guy's crazy. I already Dang. know who it is. All right, should we unveil so the next person? Yeah, sure. Obvious that it's Starzo. 
Agent, so when <laughs> these people played a head-to-head -head match against each other in the regular season, so already that's cutting things down to America's, these are the agents they played. Okay. I should have waited for that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who did Kanchis play? There's no fucking Every word. other team in America. with this information. <laughs> if I oh resubmit, I get a point doc. Okay. Oh, wait. No. No, no, no. I thought Leaf for a second. That's so troll. Keep the stats so up, are, bro. These are normally initiator players, and these are the agents that they played in their head-to-head -head match. The only agents? Yep, these are the only what? agents they played Double in their head-to-head -head match. They didn't play Sky at all. They played Viper v. Viper and Sova v. Viper. Yes. No, can't be him. It can't be <laughs> him. Is... We might need more time on the clock here yeah, as well. Yeah, okay. yeah, Alright, here's the crazy. final one. Agents played total seven. in the regular season. Four for Crashies, seven for the mystery player. Look, I don't even... I... Who even played in Americas? <laughs> I don't remember a single player except Tens and Crashies. Viper. I'm, I'm literally Viper. going through regular NRG season matches and like... Not a ton. No, no it can't be because that was two thieves. one. There's no way it would have been Viper only for them. Hundred thieves? What? No. No, because yeah, Bang never played Scott. He didn't. Uh, yeah, he didn't play Viper seven times. He's played seven different agents. Well, cloud nine, it could have been Leaf or Zeppa, but neither of them played oh, Viper yeah. enough. No. Can't be Cloud Nine. Am I? Bro, fuck you, Josh. This sucks, man. <laughs> yeah. I hate you so much. <laughs> it's a good one as well. You're You'll really like stupid. it at the end. Okay, okay, You'll continue. Really like it. I mean, keep, obviously, keep everybody the in the team. chat has already got it because mm. they're like, some people are looking it up, and then when one person says it, it triggers the reminders in everyone's brain. But. Dog. I'm worried that I, I mean, yeah, screwed it up a, somehow. This is an easy one to cheat on. Wrong. You can just look up their match. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could. So you could. But yeah, a, uh, this is all accurate apart from a Cisperana. It's supposed to be 0.51 for Crashies, which the Crashies had a nuts regular season. He performed so well. And he did play mostly Sky, but again, so did this player. How did Man, this player play 200 rounds correct? of Sky Am whilst also playing six other agents? I think we oh, should just do Wyatt. No, mine is. Can you no just lock it in for God's sake? There's lock, no way I don't know. Answer in. I don't know. Where just am I? Type Who plays in America? I, yep, I demand Howard you lock Hamlin. one in, Mimi. You got five, four, okay, three, I just put two, one. I know one, it's wrong. Zero. I know it's 100 percent wrong. <laughs> Okay, let's let's unveil why it's first. Is this the one you changed? Can you tell me who you first went for? It was M. Du I didn't. No, no, no. This was my original one. I did <laughs> yeah, M. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. after a cis per round. You could have changed it. Okay. I just okay. couldn't think of someone to change it to. I felt like that yeah, was yeah, an okay good. guess based on the first three. Just someone who plays Sky, I feel but like not all Sky. Probably um, had higher KPR because he's just he was fragging at some point. Yeah, so I remember some fragging. Haven games yeah, yeah. where he fried. But yeah, not a bad not a bad guess. Um. Uh, Arden, what are you? Who are you going for? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, my brain turned off, man. I just turned. Off. I can't think of any more matches. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mine Maybe. was also dreadful. I said Cowancy. No, Cowancy didn't play Viper at all, you, ever. I, I don't think so. I know it's opener. wrong. It's sassy. Let's oh, unveil who yeah. it was. Oh. It's Saucy. It's funny because I, I thought about he played Saucy. So much Sky. I literally thought about Saucy in the very first two Dude, or whatever. Dude, Sentinels doesn't count. They had like 15 teams yeah. this season. How am I supposed to remember what Bro, team he played, played against? When he played Viper? 
He was playing smokes for the first three weeks, if you and remember, because Death was playing initiator. initiator. Oh my god, that is a good one. That is a, that's oh, a little cheeky like, one. Sassy has had the weirdest Broke year of brain. all time. Um, yeah. Let's go well, to the next one, and I don't want to. I don't want to play it like a serious game. I want to play it in slightly differently because we've already seen Sassy's Sky. So this is comparing one of the other agents that Sassy plays. Right, so this is another agent yes. that Sassy played throughout this season. Yes, one hundred ninety-six. Oh, oh, okay, 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 got it. It's so, Sassy do you see what Sassy. I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's Sassy versus Sassy, but I'm not revealing the agent yet. Okay. So it's Sassy on the left playing so Sky, cool. and Sassy playing something on the right. So he only played sixty-three rounds of this, but his ACS was way higher. Let's bust through some of the others. Can you show me the blue? Oh, I, I didn't even bust. know we started a new one. Yeah, okay. ADR 160 compared to 124. <laughs> We're already busting. <laughs> like, hmm, must be Sassy's brimstone. <laughs> I mean, if he's doing more damage per round, getting more ACS, it's because it's, this is, these are his, his duelist games. That's why. Mm, uh, yes. yes. Where he famously yes. played duelist in the regular season. Yeah, that's so true. yeah, it's when he played Neon against MIBR. Yes. Wait, this is the other, <laughs> we're supposed to guess the other agent, right? Yeah, the other yes. agent, okay. the other agent. Let, okay, let's, okay. let's do the yellow lock. KPR, way higher as well. Like, like a, I don't know, way higher than Cryo and Ye's KPR as well. <laughs> These are like crazy stats. I'm let's walking. do the red one as well. It looks like uh, Mimi's locking in. It's the red one, the win rate. 67% for Sky, yep. 0% for this other agent. If it was the Brimstone, I'm going to freak off. out. <laughs> <laughs> so, for way, way better stats, but a 0% win rate. Let's, let's have a look. So, Sova, Arden said. I'm also on the Sova train. Sova oh, wow. and Sova. Let's reveal what it was. If it was Brimstone. The button's not working. Oh, no. Why oh, isn't the button shit. working? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, I, shit. Well, oh, fuck. You can oh, verbally shit. reveal. Oh, I just pressed the it fucking was... nuke button. It was Sova. You're right. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Sova. We're so smart. We're so smart, ladies and gentlemen. We got him. They go. didn't win a map. I think they went something like 0 and 3 or 0 and 4 this season playing, uh, playing with his Sova. And yet, he individually performed just so much better on the Sova compared to the Sky. Nice. Surprise, surprise. Spacey. Who would have guessed Saucy playing Sova is good? Yeah. I was... I, it was a bit surprising to me, though, seeing how difficult he found it adapting to the Sky, but I think the first three weeks, plus all the preseason scrims of playing Smokes, probably didn't help. Probably Bro. not. Maybe also not having an IGL didn't help either. <laughs> just maybe. Good point. A lot of interesting thoughts. I Hopefully just watched Sassy play Sky for next season. In ranked, and it was pretty good. I stole a lot of things from him. Nice. All right. So. Let's talk about Europe. <laughs> Everyone's favorite region. Let's kick things off with Cena. God, I love you, yeah. He's going to foot. Evidently, right? Officially, rumored, reported, report, reported. The verbal that agreement. has verbally agreed to leave Navi and join Foot. The first time in three years, in fact, that CNED will be playing with a Turkish team. So, hey, that's pretty cool. Um, 
Are you guys excited yeah. about this? Do you think that he'll have a better performance with foot than he did with Navi? Will he be used in a more effective manner here? No. I think he'll be used in a worse manner, actually. But I think that's good for him because it will force him to expand his agent pool a little bit. I think this is good for both parties because foot gets the... Um, the experience of CNED and the fragging power of CNED when he's able to play what he what, what he wants to play. But I think it's kind of inarguable that like Navi are going to be able to shift their roles around to put CNED in better positions or at least to like have better performances when maybe CNED isn't feeling as comfortable playing a certain style or playing a certain agent. I think he's going to be asked to do a lot more on this team, but I think that's going to be good for his long-term career. The fact that he's forced outside of his comfort zone a little more. And we saw him kind of being willing to step outside of his comfort zone at the end with Navi too. He was playing like Killjoy and Fracture and stuff. At the beginning, bro, he was playing Omen at lock-in on Lotus. Yeah. Like, <laughs> way out of his comfort zone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this is good. I, I, I am, I'm very excited because I want to see CNED take more of a, more of a like leadership role, more of somebody who I think really gets the game, uh, at a high level and not just a crazy star power guy who frags like crazy, like he used to be on Ascend and kind of what it felt like on, on Navi, but it felt like he was really learning how to, um, be a good teammate, how to do more for his team. And I think playing under Angel. I personally think he grew a lot uh, on this team. I know he was a scapegoat for a lot as well, and like a reason why people are like, "Oh, that's why they have role issues is they Cnet can't play raise or whatever." But like, I genuinely think all of the stuff that you're talking about, Josh, he did improve this year um, compared to um, prior prior sprints. So yeah. I, I'm excited for this. I, I hope to see Foot and turkey as a as a region actually do some damage on the national stage and i think they can because they were already a they were already like a top four top top four team in, in the nba all year yeah i think it'll also be cool to see cned go back to a turkish speaking team it's been like ages since he's been there because it was ascend and then it was navi he's like always been on these international rosters for a really long time so i think it'll be cool to take some of those learnings go back uh, i mean we talk a lot about how like turkey's had kind of like a lack for a long time of like good igls like people people bringing in a lot more of like ideas from the international community which i don't think is true anymore and foot is really the example of that being broken down but i think getting cned back one of your absolute best players who's been exposed to so much playing on the world stage and has just shown his individual talent could be really good for this team is kind of just like a refresher almost to have a guy like that into the roster adding to the team and also for him I don't think it was ever an issue having to speak English on other rosters but I imagine it is very comfortable getting to go back and play in your native tongue for part of the year go back to, to living at home more so when they're not in Berlin it really seems like a move that makes sense for him and gives a lot of potential to a team that was already stepping up and playing really really well last year I think the only way this goes really badly is if they feel like they need to win by putting it... Well, what's, what am I trying to explain here? That I think a lot of the value comes with CNED developing as a player over the course of this year on foot. If instead they just tried to get short-term success by forcing him on jet in every single map because that's his agent, I think that's where it goes wrong for them. If they just Absolutely. pigeonhole him into that. And that's what I'm slightly concerned about, is that they just don't give CNED enough time to learn how to play other agents and other styles of Duelist, and they're just like, well, fuck it. Let's just put him back on Jet and win matches. And then they, like, scrape their way through and they make it into, you know, one of the Masters tournaments or make it into champs at the end of the year or something. 
and they haven't really taken advantage of the opportunity of making Cned a better player. They've just relied on what he already did well. That That is my only concern, is that they just force him to be a permajet. Yeah, I mean, it really depends on like what the meta actually shapes up to be because right now it's still kind of, uh, there's a lot of off-season stuff happening right now and like, game changers in both or in all regions and you could kind of see like how teams are treating the jet nerfs and whatnot, but how the tier one teams decide is is very important too. And I, I wonder like, for example, because to me, I think CNET should be on, on op. Like there's no, there's no world where I don't see him playing the non-op role for any team and i think that's where he's strongest but you might need to see if it's not chamber and it's not jet you might need to see him being able to pick it up on other uh agents which he was not doing on navi he was not doing like raise op for example he wasn't doing yeah. omen op too often when he played that and towards the end when he was playing kj it was it was coming out here and there but like you need to see him be that that type of person who can flex onto different duelists, but also bring out the op, which Kiwi was actually quite good at last year. So maybe they'll be able to fit um, fit that in pretty nicely. So just straight up comparison, this foot roster with CNED and I think still rumored to be Yetuje, who's on Fireflux playing Sentinel. Those two in, Kiwi and Maj out. Is this roster an upgrade? Will they perform better with it? Wilkinson. Um, I'm inclined to say, yeah, I, I think yes, over the long term. I think they probably will. I don't really know whether CNED's better than Kiwi for this team. Like, Kiwi really brought the neon capability to this squad and gave them a different flavor to what's going on. And I think CNED genuinely does have a lot of development to do in terms of his flexibility. But I think if they can get him to where he's comfortable and they get Yetuje really popping off, because that, that team was firing earlier on this year. And i got to admit, I don't know as much about him, but if he... I know that there's a huge amount of talent in Turkey. I know that Mini talks about it all the time. If this guy's a really good talent that they've brought into the squad, then that move alone might not even matter whether or not they have Kiwi or CNED. Like they might just be able to make upgrades at other positions that end up making more of a difference. Yeah. I, I'm I'm excited to watch them. I don't think it's necessarily going to be like a lot better than last year, but I think it's a good direction. I, I think Yetujez is, uh, is an upgrade over Marsh for sure. I, I'm with you. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sold on CNED being better than Kiwi in terms of like what Kiwi brought last year. But I think Yetujej is, and I think the experience of CNET, if he's able to tap into that for the team, um, and and help out uh, at a captain, I guess who's IGL for the team, and like, I don't know, Kiwi was also kind of an emotional leader on that team, so I don't know how exactly the that dynamic is going to work, but to me, it seems like it's a good direction at least, and I think CNET's ceiling is higher than Kiwi's. Yeah, that 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 was exactly the same thing I was going to say. I just think they have more room. This won't be instant success, but with time, I think this roster can do better. I think bringing in CNED's experience, bringing in just his raw skill as a player, if they can develop him with the team, then they're on the right direction, I think, for a team that has already seen big upward swings after last season. Yeah. And I feel I, I kind of have some faith in them moving in that right direction, focusing on development, because that's what they did last year. They didn't try and make any massive sweeping roster changes, really. They made some good ones at the start of the season, worked at it for a long time. It took a while for them to kind of push to that spot as a top team, but they defined their own style. They did unique stuff, but also implemented stuff from other teams. And while at Global Events, I think they got a little predictable sometimes, didn't have quite the depth they needed to perform beyond that top four level. They got there over time, and that's why I have faith yeah. that they can do that again.
that's yeah. I mean, they were one of the only teams who did like the the roster change midseason and actually work out because they had a six man that they were actually confident in out of captain. I misspoke earlier, by the way, Mister Fallen the IGL for that team. Um, I when I look at this team throughout the entire year, uh, I'll go back to what I was talking about after Tokyo. I think they had a massive issue with the mental game throughout all of their group stages uh, at the international events this year. And I think that's something that they need to fix. And I think CNED coming in is definitely somebody who can help with that significantly because that's not a guy who goes like, he doesn't really end up going cold. I mean, he he has like slow starts or something like that, not great games, but it's not based off of like the momentum or anything like that. He's a guy who, if they're losing, can still just come out with crazy good rounds. Not that Kiwi couldn't, but it definitely felt like overall as a whole, if they were getting stomped, they're going to get stomped. And that was how it was. Uh, I also, beyond the roster moves that they've made, Crax needs to buy the Xbox Game Pass and unlock the rest of the agents. <laughs> because my dude being a perma-KO player is, it's cool, it's inspirational, it really is, for it's all of the one-tricks out there in the world. But, but playing KO Gecko is not really going to be conducive to long-term success. And he's he's actually cracked. At Champions, Crax was nuts in terms of his aim i don't know what stats he ended up putting up but he had a huge amount of big moments that saved them with some snappy aim in their game against t1 is the the one that i particularly remember but i feel like they are constantly having to work around his agent pool and i think that's going to be even more difficult if cned also has some concerns about his agent pool as well you have an off season let's try and fix it a little bit let's like you know at least broaden it by one. Let's remove the gecko and add the like sky or something. Not too far off. Hopefully they can hopefully that can happen. Expand the agent pool by one. Uh vitality also in Europe. Alright. I've been hearing I, I don't know anything about Europe. I can't even name the more than one country in Europe. I can't even name the capital city of Europe. (laughs) (laughs) I need someone to explain to me and break down why there's so much hype about this roster and the moves that they've made in the offseason. Because I'm seeing seeing goat talk. I'm seeing they went off talk. Someone break this down to me. What is going on here with Vitality? Okay. What the fuck is Vitality? I don't know. I've never been to France. I don't speak French. I don't care. You do, though. You speak no, French. No, I don't. I don't speak any <laughs> French whatsoever. Didn't learn it in high school, for the record. Kicks? Who's that guy? All I know is Air Jordan 97s or whatever the fuck. All I care about is safe. He was the fucking goat on so Liquid close. last year. And he's on a new team. And as we all know, a good star player being added to a roster automatically makes him good. That's why Bleed is the best team in the world, and Vitality's winning it all, baby. Nice. Okay. That didn't help. Ball, can you help me? (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I I think... (laughs) Who has the answers? Yeah, not me. I mean, I I feel like the... the, Okay, the three pieces... There's two people we don't know, really, enough about, right? It's Runner and Kicks. And unless you've been following all of the 1-1 ties that Kicks got uh, towards the end of the dark tier 2 scene... Or you're really big into the Macedonian <laughs> What is scene. happening in what? this fucking league? 
Yeah, I mean, it, please it's, revamp fucking challengers <laughs> in the NBA, man. I can't so with this shit. It's okay, so okay, but, bad. But at the same time, I'm I'm pretty sure there's a lot of talent in EMEA. And so some of the hype will be based on these guys actually being pretty decent, I'm sure. Yeah, but I'm yeah. excited mostly about the three other players that they have. And it's not just safe. Dude, Destrian and Sender are very, very good players. Yes. I think that that core of having those three in there, the firepower is extremely high. And you've got um, a, like, a few people that have played together before an extremely vocal uh, player in like a supportive position, uh, helping a newer uh, duelist player as well. Like the combo of safe and runner, I'm extremely excited about because I feel like safe, especially with the interview that you recently did with Sean, was talking about how much he enjoys setting up other people for success and having been a duelist that was hyper successful last year, I think is going to be able to take a player that's looking promising at the tier two level and turn them into something a lot better than they would be otherwise. And then you just always have the backing of Destrian and Sender there who were, I mean, a Sender in particular was really fucking good. So I'm excited for this team, even without knowing too much about kicks and uh, runners, individual stuff. And I'm sure some people that have dived more into them have even more reason to be interested. All right, Josh. Is that how quiet? What? I said, does that help you? I mean, that does help me. I don't understand why Kix is tying every game. But outside of that... <laughs> Doc has best of twos. You know, you got to start winning. Up. As soon as he starts... Listen, <laughs> when Kix gets a 2-0 win over the Unicorns of Love and they don't go 1-1, that's when, <laughs> that's when I'll be sold on this new Vitality team. But, Look, by the way, crazy Safe used to play with... Safe used to play with Bonkar. Kicks used to play with Bonkar. Everything mm. comes back to Bonkar. <laughs> okay. Why did no one sign Bonkar in the offseason? Number one prospect. He could have been he like... Plays, he... He's the coach for Oxygen. <laughs> oh, he's the best player in the world. He's getting Zeta signed. Division. <laughs> sign signed Bonkar. New IGL. <laughs> Bring <laughs> him back. You, they gotta do it. They just have to do it. Um, I am a yeah. bit concerned about who's going to IGL on this team, though. I, I don't know whether it's going to be safe. Mm. Bone cold from the bench. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, He's gonna help sewers it. He's got it. Bone cold's gonna do an NBS back when they won Masters One with yeah. NBS calling from the bench because it was allowed in the rule book. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best era of Valorant when you just needed five players and you could just have a fucking IGL like fucking wired into the phone line. That's awesome. <laughs> we need that more often. Imagine yeah. if you could just like hire finesse as a call in IGL for your team. Guys, hundred thieves, we're struggling halfway through the season. Put him on the phone. Dude, do you think energy are gonna get? FNS back. Does anyone? I'm, I'm, I just want to float this really quick. Does anyone think that's possible? As we're at a standstill with that team. Do, do you not think that finesse literally saying that he wouldn't do that? I feel like he's a man of pride. I'm just floating, I think, it. guys. I'm 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 making content here. I'm just trying to float something. <laughs> Josh, what are you I doing? I don't think he'd do that. Okay, I'm just asking. I don't think it. Even if it I'm was a sensible decision. I'm asking questions and looking for answers. That's it. All right? That's all I'm doing. I'm fishing. I'm f <laughs> <laughs> all I'm doing is fishing for answers. There's so many, so many questions, you know? Like, who's going to be the IGL? for? Everyone is asking, who is going to IGL Giants next year? We have the answer. It's Redgar. Oh, Redgar is IGL oh, okay. for Giants next year. Josh. Are you thrilled? 
Fucking hell. <laughs> I mean... <sighs> I, I, I've said before that I would like Regard to continue playing in the partnership system, but my god, it's got to look better than it did last year. And I don't understand how Regard is... I don't know what the rest of Giants are doing with their roster. I haven't really heard too much about Giants making large moves, but if this is just a straight-up one-for-one swap, I think you're going to get... Far worse player performances out of Regal compared to Rhyme if we're looking at what he did this year. Unless he massively levels up his own gameplay. I mean, he's had decent performances in the past, but Rhyme's supportive utility was way better than what Regal was doing this year. And you're also getting a bit of a... A bit of a wonky IGL in style for a team that was previously playing an extremely structured, like, Pipson calling antis that were working pretty effectively considering the... The skill disparity, I think, at champions. I, I'm not. I'm not confident. I don't think necessarily that Regar's IGLing style fits with this team. Although he did call in a very structured manner on the defense side back when they were with Gambit, so maybe he's fine with that. I mean, overall, I just, I'm always worried about his attack side. Entirely. Yeah, yeah, but his attack sides are always poo. They were even a worry on Gambit. They were just by far the best defensive team in the world. Yeah, I, I mean, Giants looked good last year. If Redgar can take the silly meter right now, over here, crank it around about 360, then do another 360, and then land on modicum of silly. <laughs> what I kind of silly dial are you using? We're 360 <laughs> degrees around, and then 360 again changes anything. It does. It just does. Okay? Yeah, wait it's a, a silly funny dial. It's a silly funny dial. I don't know what to say. Break that down. The math does not add up. <laughs> yes, it at does. All. Well, she lives in the digital era, okay? Yeah. It's not just a rotary thing where it goes back to one. It's increased. It's now actually 720. Yeah. Oh, I see. It's like it's like a Nest thermostat where you yes. spin it and it just goes <laughs> exactly. like the digital back. dial goes silly going down. <laughs> yeah, the silly at zero. We're in the digital age. Turn that fun meter down. I mean, this is... This, the red guy should play with that attached to his fucking chest. <laughs> that is exactly how he plays. Yeah. This team... Is, I, to me, the first thing that I think of is Redgar and Nuki. Can they work together? And I th yeah. think the answer is yes. I think that these two guys would get along. I think they could... It won't be the same sort of thing that Safe and Redgar were, were battling about because I think they might think about the game similarly in that, in like, I, I think they might. Um, but then you also have the Russian, um, like, duo with Redgar and Cloud, which maybe is good. I maybe friends, who knows? Who knows what's going on there? I'm just speculating. And <laughs> everyone in Russia knows good each players. Other. They do. No, actually, they do. There's not many <laughs> Russian players anymore in NBA. Like, Everybody yeah, knows each other. True. That's how it works. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't care that much. I think Giants is still going to be good, uh, despite me being very low on Redgar as well. I think that Giants is still going to be really good. Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm. That's about how I'm feeling about that. Yeah, that's about what I'm thinking, Josh. Why is Cloud listed as an IGL as well on Flynn's spreadsheet? I. I is he going to be picking up IGLing? Is he secondary IGLing? Is he IGLing if they don't go for Red Guard? I, 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 I don't know. Ask Flynn. Who? What? <laughs> I just wondered if you had heard anything. I mean, surely there's some information out there other than just the IGL thing being put next to 
his name. I'm I just assuming that's a remnant for when they didn't have anything. Like yeah. when he didn't yeah, have anything. Flynn would never make a mistake. Unfortunately, well, I haven't really been keeping my ear to the ground on the latest rumblings in the Giants camp. I'm more concerned with no. Zeta division right now, right? You know? Bro. I'm thinking about, uh, you know, Mixwell as a free agent. Maybe they can lean in that direction. Someone experienced. <laughs> Get yeah, the Spanish before, market involved. Before Redgar was rumored, it was just uh, Cloud had IGL next to it because who, right. they didn't have a fourth person or a fifth person. Walla has got the information. I feel like, are, are we really at the end of the show already? <laughs> That's, I feel like, how long, have, how long has this been? Like an hour and 40 minutes. We're speed running. Well, all of our off-season episodes have been fairly short because, to be honest with you, you can't talk too much about, like, complete speculation about how a team's going to perform when you're having no matches to look at. We need but more like tangents. We need to we stop bringing the show back to Valorant. We need to, like, pad <laughs> the extra hour of free entertainment in here somehow. Surely people don't want three hours of rambling rather people, than People, do you want three hours of rambling? <laughs> oh, they no. don't watch for Valorant. They watch for rambling. Um, that one tournament that I forgot the name of that I leaked really poorly did get announced. It's that, like, tournament that, like, Cloud9 and T1 are in and some other teams, I think. Oh, the what? Korean one? Did y'all see that? It's, yeah. like, a um, four-team tournament. There you go. Korea. Yeah. Additional did you, did you DM Rob Moore and, like, tell him about it? What was you didn't, that? You didn't tell. Did you tell? You didn't. You didn't tell everyone about it. You didn't. You didn't get Sentinels there. That's really sad. No, I tried, but I, oh, I, I tried. The was announced though. And I is it announced? What, what is sorry, this tournament called? What the hell are you guys talking about? I is don't know. Tournament. I think it's in Asia with Cloud Nine, T One, and like two of the Chinese teams. I think. Is it or, the Indian Predator EDG. League 2024? I think it's. They have EDG True Rippers yeah, right. versus Orangutan right now. It is not that. <laughs> It's definitely not that. It's like a four-team tournament with all partnership teams. I just was saying that that's happening. It's at like the end of October, and I don't remember. I still the details are escaping me. Cloud Nine are in it. Some other teams are in it. There's four teams, partnership teams in a tournament. Ah, it's called the Ten Valorant Global Invitational. There you go. That's fun. That looks sick. DRX T1 Cloud9 EDG. That's yeah, a that's great a, tournament. That's a nice little. That's a nice little bracket. That's a juicy little bracket right there. And that's in like yeah, a few that weeks, looks really right? Cool. Uh, yeah. When does it say? It says. Uh, no, it says it starts in three days. Oh well, that's there you go. Cloud9 is flying. That's why they had the like flight thing uh, in their announcement videos because they were flying to Korea and they like they teased it in that announcement video too. Uh, that's pretty sick. Yeah. The layers, the, the the marketing team went crazy. That'll be cool, though, guys. Next week, hey, we got content. We we can we can talk about a thing that happened, <laughs> yeah. like a tangible, real things. So that there's are actually happening. a there's a shit ton of stuff happening right there. Like there's game changers on both that is qualifying everybody for uh, champions. Uh, there's the Chinese tournament that just happened as well, which is qualifying people for Ascension. That's still ongoing. Split two is going to happen. And Ascension in China is going to happen, I guess, in what, November, January, something like, or uh, December, January, something like that. Um, so there's, I, there's about to be a fuck ton of Valorant. So China, China is doing a tournament to figure out who's going into Ascension. Are they not just picking organizations as well, though, at the same time? Yes, they are picking organizations as well. So, so, <laughs> so we as a viewer have no idea which organizations are already in. So we don't know which matches are relevant because we don't know who needs to compete for the spot and who doesn't. Precisely. 
Well, no, not really, because everybody needs to compete for the spot. Everybody's playing right now, and, like, if they don't make it into partnerships, they've got to make it through the Ascension. So it's just like... Right. It's not like the players know. Guaranteed the players don't know that they made it into partnership yet. I guarantee you they're going to yeah. find out on Twitter in fucking yeah. <laughs> three weeks or whatever. Yes, <laughs> that's the classic. All right, well, that's cool. Glad that... Well, we got two nice little tournaments this weekend. GC, the... the cup <laughs> the long named cup with drx and edg and some I'm, cool teams that... i watched all the pacific show match tournaments last year and i'm not doing that again i'm sorry why i'm not watching this isn't this a real tournament night. with like a prize pool it's not a show match thing I'm probably 20k you think these guys care there's like two million or something Oh shit! What? Two million? <laughs> what? <laughs> i don't Excuse know Excuse me. isn't it <laughs> Two million? There's no <laughs> shot. It's two million. <laughs> I thought it was a pretty big prize pool. Pen Valley Global Invitational, TBA uh, USD. It just it doesn't even say. What is it called, dude? Are you just Where leaking you that has a two this million prize pool? <laughs> I was looking on Wikipedia, googling this, and no one can find it. Pen season yeah, twenty-three. Yeah, why it's just made Source, it up? I made it up. Source Wyatt's own pockets. He's giving the winner two million. I'm telling you, there's good it's bait, like a good bait. It's like a real deal tournament. The it might be sports night. What is the name of the tournament, Josh? I'm getting to the I'm getting the to ten the Valorant Invitational, and not like ten the player, not like tens the player, just ten like R ten. Right, the ten Valorant Invitational Global like the Invitational. Kurt, I'm going to send you the link. What kind of currency would that even make sense for to have yes, a two million? This, that's it. Prize pool TBD. Did you read? Did you read that as ten? And this think is it was two million dollars? No, that's just I've heard the rumors. Two billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. TBD. <laughs> two billion dollars. I think Austin it's going to be a good tournament. Ass. Like, come on! You yeah, can't be, I think it is too. Like you, you tell me, there all these teams are going there just to just to have a just to have a romp, just to be wait, silly. Wait, wait. I just They're taking it seriously, dude. Look at this, Kurt, the poster for this tournament that they posted on the Brenna Esports. Uh, I I don't know why it's always Bren in Asia, but look Everyone at the is look at the poster. the The tournament is called Ten Valorant Global Esports or Global Invitational, and you know what Ten stands for? The number 10, probably. Not, not $10 million. The Esports Night. Oh. The Esports Night it's Valorant two days. Global it's Invitation. two days. Nice. I, <laughs> I don't get it. Wait, it's but there's one. only one night between two days. They are correct. No, but it's going to be played in the it's evening, gonna be surely. Night, of course. You're right, but uh, it's not going to be played. It's going to be played in the evening. You don't get to the n second night. It, it concludes before the second night. No, wait, evening what? is night. Is that not equivalent? I'm yes. confused. No, here. night is like after evening. What That's are you talking true. about, bro? Yeah, it goes night like time. it goes like you know morning, midday, afternoon, evening, night, and then you get <laughs> no, to morning again. It does. Okay. What? Well, yeah. Josh what would it be a, like? Yeah. Dog, the only reason you ever think about that is because nighttime you don't drink your your tea. You get your evening tea, your mid afternoon tea, your fucking morning. That's that's fucking crazy, bro. You if know, you said exactly I go to Josh bed, is at... so right. 
Yeah, I mean, if you said I eat my dinner in the evening and it was like 11.59 p.m., like when <laughs> when in your head does the evening end? The evening ends at like 8 or 9 p.m. The evening so ends so like when it gets a, dark. So it's a, just a cultural definition and then it transitions to nighttime. Yeah, I mean, nighttime, uh, is, night, nighttime night is when it's and dark. Evening are when it's dark, bro. Yeah. Who gives a shit? No, 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 no. no. It isn't. Evening no, is, is when it's getting uh, dark. I, I live in the north of England. The sun sets here at 4 p.m. in winter. We are plunged into eternal darkness <laughs> in the winter. It is, it is the afternoon. It's the same thing in the bro. northeast, in the Midwest, yes. in every fucking place it's in the, the afternoon. In the it's the, the afternoon. Latitude, latitude, which one's right? No, we don't. No, we don't. Don't. No, we yeah, do it's not. It's basically the same thing. You but... motherfuckers are Mediterranean in the northeast. We live <laughs> so much higher north. Dog, have you been to the northeast? Check the fucking Pull weather. Up it's the not globe. Mediterranean. Pull up the globe. No. Pull up the fucking concentric rings around the earth. Dude, this is an NA moment. Maybe. It's a I'm fucking straight line. <laughs> it's not. Well, it's a straight line. If you do it like if that, you look yeah. at a map, map projections are famously always correct, and they tell me that it gets fucking dark at 4 p.m. Okay. And what? that is nighttime. Where? When it's dark, it's night. When it's evening, it's evening. Where are you from? Where are you from? Where are you from? I grew up in Wisconsin. I live in Philadelphia. Which do you want? Which do you think is? Let's say Wisconsin. North? Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Yes. It's a fucking Skyrim head out shit. It's a Brazilian ocean. <laughs> I'm playing fucking Valheim right now. What? Holy, dude, this is crazy. Wait, where is Saint Helena? This is crazy. This is this is the is land this? is the ocean and the ocean is the land. This is awesome. Yeah, this is kind of rad. Labrador cool. City, we could live there. Dude, that oh rules. my god. The Great Islands. I like how Eng the, the UK just disappeared. It's just the English lake. <laughs> Wait. Uh... The Midwest just becoming like three islands is kind of lit. I'm not going to lie. Hi, Wyatt. Hi. Hi. Where's the metropolitan uh, area? Yeah, Mimi, you've got we one have more so many more degrees. area to discuss. We have so answer. many more degrees. It's unbelievable. You're living, at, you're living at 40 degrees north. We're living at 55 degrees north. That's so many more degrees. And does that change that night is when it's dark and evening is, is after midday? Bro, shut yes, the fuck well, up about yes. degrees. You don't have a degree. You got kicked out of school, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> This is what happens to extend the podcast to three hours. We just rant about latitudes. I get paid by the hour. I'm, con I'm content with sitting here. Oh, another Billable 50 hours, grand? Baby. All right. Uh, Let's send this sucker home. I gotta go to the DMV. Let's fucking close it out. Yeah, Mimi's gotta go get wasted. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> this might be the clip. <laughs> it's like attached to his leg. Dude, what the fuck? This why is weekly award. Glad I could get that one untangled. Um, you know, we talked about him, and I'm just very, I'm mean, happy for him. It's a, it's a big, uh, it's a big, it's a, it's a big moment in. Their, you know, their their life, seeing how it'll, you know, affect all aspects of life, personally, career, and everything. Um, so I am going to be giving the weekly award here to Yay. I'm just so happy for him that he 
gave Stop. birth. Well, he didn't give birth, but you know, was a part of the birthing process. This beautiful baby. Congratulations. <laughs> Yay. Just so fantastic. Such a beautiful thing yay. life is. Right, guys? It's kind of messed up that he's just moving across the world as soon as he becomes a father, though. <laughs> <laughs> the things men will do to get out of fatherhood. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. crazy. Sad to see it. God damn it. I'm just happy for Ye, you know what I mean? It's, uh, it's a beautiful thing. All right. Everybody, we're, not, ex we're not extending this show any further. <laughs> I'm done with this. <laughs> I'm done. We'll see you next week for episode 149. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>